0: This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View, speaking with head coach of TSU men's basketball, Johnny Jones. Coach, first of all, thank you for joining me. How you doing? Chris, I'm doing
1: great. Uh, excited uh, that uh, we're only about a week away uh, from being able to throw it up and uh, having basketball games and seem like time has passed
0: uh, pretty quick, uh, but it's an exciting time of the year for us. Well, let's get right into it. How have things, how practice gone so far? How did your team look health-wise? And- Seniors, juniors, all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, I tell you, it's been really good. Uh, really excited about, um, uh, one having a, a summer, uh, because COVID had prevented that the year before. And, uh, so this summer guys, uh, had an actual, uh, regular summer and having a chance to work out and, uh, getting a lot of uh, time in and reps in and in terms of their, uh, strength conditioning and, 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 skill work. Uh, so that was a big plus for us and especially one for our, uh, juniors and seniors who, uh, was deprived of that, I guess, the year before. Uh, that group is doing good. You know, we had, uh, um, seven guys, uh, graduated, uh, last year, uh, on that, uh, team. Uh, we lost, uh, one of our starters, uh, in terms of a senior, uh, who moved on, who had an opportunity to come back and play an additional year. Uh, but the core of those guys are back. Uh, and we're really, really excited about that because we do know experience means something, uh, in sports. And, uh, with those seniors, uh, returning who've graduated, had a chance to move on, but decided to stay, it's huge for us. And then we have a real core group of, um, uh, juniors, including, uh, John Walker and, uh, Cole Nicholas, who started for us, uh, last year, uh, that are back. And I think it gives us some tremendous
0: core of our basketball team that's returning. COVID was tough for everybody. How did it impact recruiting for this kind of uh, roster?
1: It was a little bit different for us, you know, because when the uh, NCAA said that all those seniors could come back, it was a little bit different. So we we just had to recruit the guys who was already on campus uh, to make sure that they stayed with us. And uh, they were so close in such a close-knit group uh, that they decided to stay back with each other and kind of put in a, a text thread, uh, kind of run it back or on their, via, via their social media account. Uh, that was kind of their hashtag. So as a coach, I was really excited about that. We were fortunate uh, that we signed three freshmen, uh, who are tremendous players and going to make a great impact, uh, for this program and in the future. And then also, um, getting the services of, of, say, for instance, like uh, Bryson, uh, from, um, um the University of Houston wind up starting 19 games, uh, for them last year and, in and, and, uh, playing 17 minutes a game on the final 14 to have them transfer an entire program, uh, is going to be huge for us. And then, uh, PJ was at, uh, Hartford, uh, last year and played point guard and played 32 minutes against, the, uh, national championship team Baylor in the NCAA tournament. And having those two guys, uh, added to the addition of the, core um group that we have from last year and uh it uh makes us special but I, I think the recruiting went extremely well for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also getting AJ who played back, uh point guard at uh MacNeese last year uh, at about six three six four and uh very familiar with the uh Houston area graduated and been a fifth year guy. Uh so we have a we feel like we answer a lot of our needs uh from last year's team. Uh, and then got a core of uh, a freshman group that we think could be the future of our program.
0: Coach, the Tigers went to the tournament last year, won a game in the tournament. The talent you're bringing into this year's team seems like justification is why you guys would pick the first team first to win the SWAC. Thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah,
1: well, you know, it's always a setup. No, just – uh <laughs> but we're excited about that. They say that you play with a target on your chest or back or something. When those things happen, but uh that's why you play and that's what we're excited about. We'd rather be uh, picked uh in at the top instead of at the bottom and trying to fight your way there so it um, I guess it shows the type of respect some of the media and our coaches uh, that in our league uh, have uh, for the program and what the young men in our program have been able to do and then keeping them around so it speaks volumes but we have a very tough league the league's going to be extremely tough and uh, Prairie View is going to be Prayer View. They're going to be right there. Uh, again, this year, I think Gramlin uh, had great recruiting and going to continue to improve along with Jackson State, who, um, was in the uh, semifinals of the, uh, conference tournament last year. Return a lot of guys. And then, uh, when you add, uh, Southern and, and say, for instance, uh, FAMU, uh, new to the league, uh, there are a lot of teams in our league that are going to be very, very tough and it's going to be very challenging. And uh for me it started my fourth year and I think uh across the board, I think the teams have really, really improved and maybe the toughest year um since I've been here uh for the uh, conference, uh night in and night out, uh because of the talent level uh of the guys that are in this league now.
0: That was gonna be one of my questions for you. In your fourth year, how has the swag changed? But now you touched on it right there. So Let's talk about the non conference schedule for the Tigers. Uh who you got this this season? Oh man, I'd say it's uh it's uh a grinder. Uh
1: just like always, we'll start off uh when we leave out of here on the eighth, uh, we play on the ninth at uh University of Oregon, uh, which will be a, a, a tough task for us and then we have Saint Mary's out there around San Francisco and then we play at Washington around Seattle and then at Air Force uh prior to getting back home for a couple of days and then we'll leave back out and go to NC State and play at ACC School, leave there and head over to BYU and then come home, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, spend a day or so, uh, before going over to Louisiana Tech, which is right up the street. And they have a phenomenal basketball team, uh, as well with, the, <clears throat> um, a great player inside, uh, to be reckoned with, uh, Mr. Lofton. And then we'll go play the University of Florida, uh, Gators. And, uh, then, we'll- We'll go down the road and return a game that we played here on last year because of COVID, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. And then we'll go to Cincinnati and then end up the non-conference at TCU on uh, December 29th. Uh, so, uh, none of those games will be played at home. So we'll be on the road from the 9th until the 29th of, uh, <clears throat> December. And, uh, we'll open up here at home uh in conference play in and in, in, I'm sorry, we'll be on the road in conference play in January. Um uh, but that's something we're looking forward to. It's a tough non conference schedule, uh, but we feel like this gotta give us our team an opportunity to gel, uh become closer together, uh plan against some stealth competition uh during this preseason.
0: You you mentioned Cincinnati. You play there this season, but Cincinnati will come to H and next season. How did that arrangement take place? How did that happen?
1: Well, we're excited about it. uh It was a game we talked about trying to get a home at home and uh so we will go there this uh coming season and play them and they just agreed that they would come back and um, uh play us here and it'd be a good road game for them one and uh, uh they have to play road games as well, I guess to uh make sure that their um, schedule is attractive uh to obviously the committee out there uh doing the NCA selection. Uh, time uh, as well. Uh, so we're excited about that. And also um, Arizona State uh, will be coming here as well uh, next year. And we're really excited about um, uh, that game uh, happening for us. And I uh, think uh, it'll be a great challenge for us again because of the uh, uh, relationship in the uh, uh, commitment that the uh, Pac-10 has made. With the SWAC that we're going to play a home and home schedule with those schools, uh, it, it gives us reason to be excited and starting to have to say, uh, kudos
0: to our commissioner, uh, Dr. McClellan for, uh, making that happen. How important is that to have, uh, the, the SWAC reach, I guess, an alliance with the Power Five Congress like the PAC-12 to have games like that at home for SWAC institutions?
1: We're excited and I think it's going to grow. I think we, uh, uh, through our commissioner, we'll be able to reach out to some other schools. We've got some some really good schools and, and, uh, in, in our conference one and some nice arenas uh, as well. And uh, it's going to uh, certainly shine a bright light uh, into our programs and, and people have an opportunity to see firsthand uh, how our teams compete and then having a the chance to have some of those teams at home. It's certainly going to help, uh, hopefully, our season ticket sales one in create an environment excitement for our fan base uh, to have an opponent outside of one of our really good uh, conference schools, having a good uh, school from one of the Power 5 uh, schools coming into
0: your arena. Uh, it's going
1: to be exciting for our fan base as well.
0: Go back to the non-conference. What is your rationale and who you schedule? Is it based on relationships? Is it based on net rankings from a previous season? How do you put it together?
1: Well, one, we just have to try and get games one, uh, because they're guarantees. And obviously we get paid, uh, to travel and, and, and play those games. Uh, but we want to play a very competitive schedule, uh, as well. And so we will reach out, uh, to every conference and, and, practically every school, uh, trying to, um, uh, get an opportunity, uh, to take our basketball team in that environment. Our, our players love it. The guys that we bring into the program. They love playing a, a very challenging and tough schedule. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, there's no exact signs to it. You know, We call and reach out and somebody say "Yeah, we, yes. Uh, but we certainly try to do it in terms of the geography of our schedule. If we got out on the West Coast, we want to stay uh, there and try and get those games in and not just be going back and forth. And that's what we would do on the front end of the schedule. And every, uh, periodically, we'll get east. Uh, and, and, go play there as well. Uh, but uh, we're excited about it. We're hopeful that we can get more games, uh, more centrally located and, and hopefully, uh, because of the FCC and the, uh, Big 12, uh, that we can hopefully play more teams, uh, in our area one, because our fans will have an opportunity to go, uh, to some of those games, uh, as well and, and be able to attend them. And then
0: it's an easy trip for us as well. You were recently named, the chair of the SWAT coaches. What is what does that mean? What what does the role entail and, and did you nominate yourself for it or were you chosen for it? Or you decide you want to take <laughs> on that challenge or more on your plate? How does that work? But no, I certainly
1: don't need any extra work. <laughs> so I wasn't uh nominate myself, but uh the chair was rolling over and uh they they needed uh we had to vote on a new chairperson uh, at the time. And, uh, we were on a zoom call and, uh, the guys that are in the league, uh, the coaches, um, just started, uh, when it was open, the floor was open. They said I was going to do it. So I didn't get a chance to <laughs> turn it down or vote. They just said, uh, they were choosing me to do it and, and wanted me to take it. And so I certainly, um, uh, opened up and was welcoming and, um, Willing to, to do that, uh, because I want to do anything that I can to help continue to move this league forward, uh, to try and help all the coaches in this league in any way. And it's just about, uh, disseminating, uh, information to those guys as it come out. I'm on the, uh, NABC, uh, board, uh, committee as well as 32 coaches that are on there, uh, from around the country. I'm fortunate enough to be one of those guys and, When information comes in from the NABC National Association of Basketball Coaches, I forward that information on uh, to the coaches uh, in our conference uh, as well and then try to periodically have Zoom calls so if there are any questions or anything uh, that we can bounce off of each other and and try to answer those uh, questions or whatever to try and help each other uh, so this league can be looked at in a positive light and be very positive. And when you've got an innovative uh, commissioner, um, like Dr. McClellan, uh, that you can kind of work side by side with, uh, it means a lot and, um, it, it, it certainly helps. Uh, so I was, um, elated, uh, to be chosen to be the chair, uh, of the, for the coaches for the next two years. Have you become a Zoom expert? Uh, I tell you, through the, uh, uh pandemic, uh, we did a lot of Zoom calls and stuff and meetings with our team. Uh, when we couldn't, uh, be face to face or we really couldn't meet over with each other. And I'm, I'm very good, uh, technical about getting on Zoom. I still don't know how to set one up yet, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I do know how uh, to get on and all those things. And, uh, i it's, it's amazing, uh, technology and how it works and, and those things. And, uh, never knew, uh, that you'd be able to be engaged. Uh, like that in, in regards to where someone else is uh, in the country to be able to interact that way. So well, we're excited about it. And it's certainly been beneficial to us throughout this time.
0: Without getting into any specific details, you know, word got out you guys had a scrimmage a few days ago. Mm-hmm. What, what do you and the staff look for in a scrimmage and what did it accomplish? Were you satisfied with what you saw and areas to improve? Yep. So anytime, you know, we had a, finished up our year, thought we had a really good year uh,
1: last year and getting in the NCAA tournament, winning a game. And, and, and then you have the off season and then you have your know, core of guys back and you have your nucleus of guys that, uh, uh, that are coming in from recruiting. And so when you have a chance to meet during the summer when school starts and we get planned in August and you're getting close to the season, you're practicing you practice and you're beating up on each other and you have an opportunity to play an outside opponent. You really want to see how these new guys are going to jail. You you look at practice and as a fool's go, or you're just excited about what transpired from last year. So you're looking for how well you're going to be able to execute how these guys are going to play in a little bit different environment against another opponent, someone that they don't know, not familiar is familiar with their offensive sets or the skills. And now you've got to go out there and play and, and read and react to really what they're doing. Um I was pleased uh as a coach and I told the guys it was probably one of the better scrimmages uh that I've been a part of uh during my coaching time because of how the guys went out and played and it was almost like they didn't really miss a beat uh really from last year it was like a carryover in uh like a long layoff uh that we had. So I was really pleased with the activity of our team offensively and defensively. In, uh, just how quick they were able to pick things up, um, uh, from the beginning of the year, and especially the new guys coming in, how quick they were able to, uh, um, uh, really, uh, relate to what we were doing on the offensive and defensive end of the floor as well.
0: Do you have in your mind already a, a, a number of players you plan to play game in, game out? Would it be a nine man rotation, 10, maybe even more? Yeah, it could be,
1: uh, a little bit you generally you know you rest around with seven eight guys and you kind of lock into them. We could play you know ten eleven guys possibly um uh, uh this coming year with uh um comfortably uh and and we'll have to certainly feel a little bit different because uh, uh when you' plan that number of guys, you have to make sure uh that you're getting them in the mix and, and and everybody's playing a certain way. uh so you're not sitting back there on your heels and allowing other teams to to dictate to you, so we feel like our we have more depth uh, this year uh, than we did a year ago, and uh, because of the addition of some of the guys that that transferred in, and uh, it lends us reasons to uh, really be excited about that.
0: You've mentioned his name a few times in our discussion. What has Zach McClellan? How has he transformed the SWAC in his time since you've been at TSU? Well, you know, it's been amazing. He's the
1: person who hired me uh, and, and brought me into uh, uh, TSU. And uh, when I got word that he was leaving, I was so disappointed uh, because of all the positive things that were happening uh, here at uh, TSU uh, as well. And a lot of those things were generated uh, because of him, the coaches he was bringing in and the excitement uh, that he had really around the program. But at the same time, he took another step. And, uh, not only trying to help a place like Texas Southern, uh, continue to grow, who but a league at the same time. And he's been able to do that. And you see guys say, for instance, like, uh, Deion Sanders coming into, uh, Jackson, those things just don't happen. Uh, I think you have to have some really some leadership from the top and the conference office is the top uh, of leadership. And, uh, when you look at the direction that this conference is going, uh, people are really opening up and you bring two teams in, Bethune, Cookman, Florida, A&M. Uh, though that's because of the respect that people have, uh, for him. And they see this, uh, conference that's, that's going in a, uh, in, in the uh, right direction at the same time. And in each school, uh, be it presidents or athletic directors are able to pull resourcefully from him and his knowledge, uh, of what it takes to, uh, continue uh, to try and help their particular schools and their uh, their own campus, uh, to get better. And he's, he's, uh, just an innovative, uh, person. You look around, they've got car, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, endorsements, uh, from dealerships and everything now. And you have sponsors, uh, that you never thought would be really a part of SWAC. And it's because of the respect that people have for him. And he's also on the NCAA, uh, committee. Uh, for the uh, basketball side of it, and the people in that committee have a great deal of respect for him. I think this year uh, he's uh, over the officials, uh, but he sits there and he's a part uh, of of that group, and it's a very small uh, group, and to be a part of that group speaks volumes in the role that he has an opportunity to play. Uh, So Doc McClellan has done a tremendous job, uh, really moved this league in a progressive way, And I
0: know all the coaches and everyone in administrators have to be excited about that. Coach Johnny Jones, we're almost done. I'm about to wrap it up with you, but I'd like to ask you, is there anything that you'd like to see improved or changed in men's college basketball?
1: Well, I think they've done a a, a tremendous job. It's a great sport, and I guess I'm a little bit biased. I think it's the greatest sport uh, out there. And when you talk about looking at uh, getting to the Final Four, the NCAA Tournament, I think it's the greatest show on earth, uh, because of uh the weekends uh that leads up to the uh final four. Uh it's special. We've got a few rule changes or whatever and those things are going to happen. But I absolutely um, uh embrace it. Uh I, I think uh the tournament is, is great. Uh I know that last year Coach Shysheski uh because of COVID wanted all the teams uh to be participants in the NSA tournament and I think it was gonna maybe add another week or whatever. Uh, that's something I think that uh, uh, really be excited and I'm not sure exactly how you map those things out, if there's going to be a change. So everyone will have an opportunity to benefit uh, financially uh, from that. That will help each particular university or whatever to uh, continue to grow. Uh, but that's something that I would like to, to uh, have looked at or or see schools being uh, financially be able to be more supportive. Uh, from the NCA side, uh, especially for what we do in basketball and the Power Fives and, and football, the money's raised. I would like to, uh, hope we'll see at some point that that's shared among some of the other conferences as well.
0: How would you define Johnny Jones culture as a coach, TSU basketball, the culture at TSU? How would you define it?
1: I just think, uh, we just try to build a family atmosphere, family environment. We've, uh, I'm about the four cornerstones, uh, um, uh, with our program and always talking about helping our kids uh, continue to thrive uh, uh, spiritually and socially and uh, academically and athletically. I think those things are important. And if we can hit those and, and see our kids improving in each of those and becoming closer um, in, in, in what they're trying to do and locking in, that they're going to be successful. Because at the end of the day, we've done a great job of watching our kids walk across the stage with degree in hand uh two years in a row we've had the highest GPA in the history of the uh uh program uh with these young men that are in it. They're graduating uh and they're doing some magnificent things and uh so we're hopeful that they're gonna uh be able to give back one to this great university and at the same time make an impact in the community uh in in, in which they live and just the family atmosphere and, and, and environment that we try to make sure that we have here not only for a program but being able to connect with the other uh, programs here on campus uh, means uh, a great deal to us.
0: And we're almost done, Coach. What do you look for in a recruit?
1: Um, first of all, we try to recruit uh, human beings uh, first and then uh, uh, the athlete uh, second. We want to make sure that it's a tremendous fit uh, for us. You have a lot of guys out there who can really play the game. but do they really fit into your system? And I try to make sure that I don't go out and just try to recruit just great athletes. I want to make sure they're good enough people, uh, for starters and then system wise that they don't mind playing. When I go to a game, I do want to make sure that, uh, I watch guys on the bench. I watch timeout. I watch them out there on the floor and if they're coachable, uh, how they react to their teammates. All those things are really, really important, uh, to us. And one of the things I like to, Tell people, you know, people like to engage and say, "Well, you got to be careful about bringing locker room uh, lawyers on your team, and they get in there and they can uh, kind of get your uh, team screwed up." Well, I like to try to recruit guys that I think will be locker room judges, and make sure that if some locker room lawyers come in there, that we're going to be able to handle a locker room the right way, and it'll help our
0: team uh, continue to grow. At the end of the day, and lastly, coach, is there anything you want to touch on that we haven't uh, that I haven't asked you? yeah but i'm i'm surprised that
1: you didn't ask me about our our great freshman core group uh, that I think uh, we've got coming in and and uh so um i guess one of the guys is Shakir O'Neill who we think that's gonna have a bright future uh in our program and obviously you know he's the the son of uh, shaquille O'Neal, and he's gonna do a tremendous job for us david horn david borns uh who's gonna to be a fantastic player who's the top five players uh, from the city of Memphis, uh, Tennessee, and uh, he's really come in and and uh, really has been a surprise. We knew he was going to be a good player, but his development, uh, as quick as it's been, uh, give us reason to be excited. And then uh, Kobe Granger uh, really unfortunately didn't have to have a chance to uh, go through the seasons like he really wanted to uh, because of COVID and, and being banged up a little bit in high school had a tremendous summer for us and been off to a, a tremendous start uh, with us. And then Keelan Farouk, who was uh, from West Bear Christian, had gone to Hampton a year ago but didn't get to play uh, because of COVID. And he's come back and walked on their program. So there are four freshmen uh, that are on this team right now that we think it's going to be the future uh, of this program and have worked extremely hard each day. So I would just wanted to throw that out there and add it because that wasn't something we talked about.
0: Fantastic, Coach. Thank you very much. And have you heard from Shaq? Will Shaq be at any of the home games? The well, I'm sure the he will. You know, with his daughter um,
1: being um, on our women's basketball right. team and then his son being with our men's team. And uh, so we're not going to have any games, home games, probably until January. And he's very supportive uh, of his kids. And he uh, yeah, obviously having one there at LSU, and he can frequently be, frequently be seen at those games uh, at LSU in terms of support of his son. With his schedule so demanding because of the TNT, uh, job that he have and doing the NBA stuff, he always find time to go and be supportive of his kids. And yes, we, uh, still keep in touch. And even prior to, uh, his kids, uh, coming here, uh, and recruiting them, but, um, but we've always, uh, kept in touch. We've put on golf tournaments and things together, uh, over the years. And, uh, so, uh, just from my days of having a, and been blessed to coach him, as an assistant coach and developing that relationship, it's meant something and, uh, it, it, it's amazing how uh, he hasn't changed, uh, much in terms of just who the person he is and in how given and, and how open he is. And, uh, so, uh, we're looking forward to uh, continuing that relationship and watching his kids
0: grow through our program. Thank you very much, Coach Jones. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but this was, I enjoyed it a lot. So. If possible at some point during the season, if we can do it one or two more times, I'd appreciate it. I'd be very
1: disappointed if we don't. And I'm going to put you on the spot and make sure that we do, uh, get an opportunity to do it a couple more times, uh, throughout the year. Okay. And Thank Chris, you very much, coach. very much. time. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time and go Tigers.
0: Thank you, coach. You take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.